Well, I know we were saying how Sheffield is our Super Bowl, but after watching some of the Super Bowl today, I firmly believe that Sheffield was by far, even if you were are not a powerlifter, more interesting than better, the Super Bowl, especially was. the women's division. Yes, it was very exciting. Um, so t- in today's podcast, we are going to recap Sheffield, and that's kind of going to be the entertainment of the week because that's what it we're was our entertainment. About. Yeah, it surely was <laughs> our entertainment. I was so excited, um, but. We'll start off by kind of giving in a little overview of what Sheffield is, just in case you are not familiar. Um, so I guess we can just hop right into it. Eh? Yeah. Okay. Eh? <laughs> so Sheffield is a event put on by SBD, which brings together 12 women and 12 men, uh, the best of the best in the world, to compete against one another um, for, you know, lots of money and honestly, the prestige of winning Sheffield or placing at Sheffield. So there's a ton of money associated. I think the payout officially was 225 pounds this year, which I forget what that exactly uh, correlates to in uh, the U.S. dollar, but still quite I a bit of money. Tried to give you dollar amounts, and you yeah. just didn't want them. I I'm- did. We. I just don't know what the like total was. I was like, I'm just doing. Well, now I got to look it up. So no, well, you. Yes, I do. Okay, two two hundred eighty four thousand dollars was paid out this weekend to the competitors, Crazy. and all About of time. them. I mean, all yeah, true. And basically, they're just competing against one another to uh, get the highest percent of the world record total in their category. So if an individual is competing at 69 kilos, whatever the world record is in that class, in the 69 kilo class, their total is being compared to that. So then you're comparing the highest percentages at the end. Yeah, it's not like a typical powerlifting meet where you're going against a certain number of people in your weight class and you get first in that weight class Mm -hmm. the weights the weight classes don't really matter unless you have multiple people like in this in this case we had three 69s all gunning for the same world record so they were all competing to see who could get the highest percentage of that but and so by i don't know the word but so since they were competing to get the highest like total or percentage they were also competing to see who could get like who would win that weight class but right but it was not in the same but it's not in the same point as most powerlifting meets because there was a, a variety of weight classes like throughout for those who mm-hmm. don't know from as from the women's it was as low as 47 all the way up to 84 plus and i think there were some some women in there that were like 100 over 100 kilos, 120 kilos, yeah. something like that. Brit- uh, both Sonita and Brittany Schlater were 126-ish, right? Yeah. Now. So, and then for the men, there the most populated class was um, the 93 kilogram class, which had Jonathan Kaiko, Gavin Aiden, and then um, Gustav Hedlund, and I believe there was also looking. Oh, Carlos Peterson Griffith. Um, so there were four people in the 93 kilogram weight class at Sheffield. Yeah. 
out of 12 individuals of the men. Yeah. So. And I think those were probably like the most motivated classes because they have so By many far. competitors. I think 369 women all mm-hmm. made podium. Yeah. And that probably says a lot for like, and then I think two of the um, 93s. No. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, yeah two. two of the 93s. So that's a great place for us to kind of kick off is looking at the podiums. Um, so for the women, which we're going to start with the women because there was a lot more contention around their, uh, um, like, their meat in general. There was yeah. a, lot, a, little, a little bit more excitement. And I think it was because of this, partially because of the 69 kilo, um, like, competition basically going on, to which our winner, Agatha Shiko, came out with a 600 kilogram um, total, which is crazy. Never been done by a 69. Yeah. That's crazy. 69 kilo weight class. Um, followed up by Leah Bavois, who is a TSG athlete. And I just have to shout that out, but we were proud um, of Leah. Yes. And she took second and, and she also obviously was 69 kilos. And then Carola Gara from Italy taking third on the podium with Evie Corrigan just off the podium taking fourth. Evie was our uh, 2023 Sheffield winner. So it was kind of fun to see how everything played out with the women getting on the podium. And we'll dive deeper into the podiums like after, but just to give an overall like, hey, here are the placings, kind of highlight those first. So what, what do you think was the most like interesting aspect of the women's class like the day of as it played out i've got like a few Mm -hmm. top contenders um i think me and juliana both will say one of our favorites was probably leah's 225 squat because we were so juliana if you guys probably aren't aware of this but i am she did a whole a whole thing where she mm-hmm. was guesstimate. She was like guessing, making her little fantasy league for Sheffield. Had yes, like the guesses, her guesses for everything. And I was helping. I helped a little. I helped with like maybe Leanne a little bit with um, Amanda, but um, so we had pinned Leah's squat just because of our background with TSG and everything to be around a little above the record, like yeah. maybe two twelve and a half. And then that morning, Ryan was talking about how Jason or somebody from TSG said that there was a big squat in the picture. Yeah. And we were like, we were like, well, he's got to be confident then. Like there's some confidence going on here. So we're like, what would they be so confident in to like spread mm-hmm. that? So when we saw 207 and a half as the opener, as the opener, when we had her guesstimated her third to be like 212 ish, 212, 213, like her previous, like 63 record, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, I knew that with how confident um, it seemed like the Leah was feeling and the TSG team seemed to be feeling. And then as well as um, we, if you pay if you keep track of like the different competitors, Instagrams, Leah was not someone to post like her top uh, sets necessarily, but she did post, uh, a first rep of what was it? Two o five. Two o five. That we were watching. Um, yeah. That we were watching, and when Savannah and I were were looking at it, um, we were like, "Oh, well, that's probably like a double or a triple." But she cuts it off after the first 
rep. And afterwards, Savannah was telling me, she was like, you know what? That one we were watching, that was probably like a four or like a three or four or five rep set, but like nobody was going to know. So it was definitely really cool to kind of see and hear. And when we say Ryan, we're referring to um, Ryan Sixpack Lapidat from uh, King of the Lifts podcast, who, who is also who also commentated Sheffield. And he one of the first thing he said when Leah was about to come out was that TSG pulled him aside and said, watch out for her squat, basically like, hey, like up hyping up the squat and boy did she live up to that 225 kilos that's that's pushing that record that's almost at 500 pounds for those of you that don't know kilos it's 496 yeah 496 as a 69 kilo woman which to be to be fair she weighs in around 66.7 i think or 67 something like that so wild and it was smooth yes it was a very confident squad like they were they were absolutely right and it was crazy because her first one was a little shaky yeah and i was like oh no um but it's probably first squat nerves we all get that Mm -hmm. absolutely and i think it's also uh really cool uh to follow leah's journey because last year at sheffield she was injured and kind of coming into her performance at uh, Worlds and everything like that. She hasn't hit a total higher than her Arnold um, UK 2022 total, uh, which was 858. Um, Or, oh my gosh, that doesn't make sense. 585. Sorry, I flipped (laughs) the numbers. Um, 585 kilos. And, well, rather, that, that is what she did at Sheffield 2024. And that's almost 30 kilos added to her total from Arnold 2022. But this is like by far her best meet to date, which was really cool and awesome to see her like back on the up. Um, Great competitor, super fun to watch. She ended up walking away with like basically 17,500 pounds, which is 22,000 US dollars or 20,000 euros, um, which is quite a, Quite a cut of money there. It doesn't quite a cut of money. It's kind of yeah. crazy now that powerlifters are getting money for stuff like yeah. this because I'm so used to like getting maybe a medal. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you have the best of the best, like that, the, there's certainly, and we'll talk about production of Sheffield a little bit later, but yeah, had to start off with like, I think that's a great place to start with the yeah, 25 squat. Because um, that was our first like, oh my God moment. Yeah. We were like, oh. Yes. Um, I think staying within that 69 class, we, it would be a miss for us not to address our uh, champion of the day. Agatha Shitko did incredible. incredible. I, yeah, I will be the first to say that my scouting did not place her in the top four. Yeah, I think a lot of people would say yeah. the same because a lot of people that I talked about say they didn't really expect her to execute. They saw how strong yeah. they would and they knew that if she could execute for sure, it would be incredible, mm-hmm. but nobody, I don't think anyone expected her to come, her to out. come out like that. She's 21 years old Absolutely, for all of you that aren't like aware of that. So very young. Yeah. And she like on podcasts and just in general said, I'm going to do 600 kilos. 
She did not lie. She, she came did. out and hit 600 kilos, which for just as a comparison, um, Carlina T- Tangatea, who uh, was competing as a 76 at this competition and continues to, she set the world record at this competition at 610 and a half. That is 10 and a half kilos between the new world record at 69 and the world record at 76, yeah. which is crazy. Cause if you compare the other classes, typically it's 20 plus kilos difference, or uh, some of them are 30 plus. It definitely varies depending on the class, but the, the um, intensity there, the, how close they are is wild. So to see Agatha cut down from a 76 what she has been pretty much the majority of her career and show up to Sheffield and hit 600, go nine for nine, have literally the day was awesome. Yeah. And I, I'm really curious to see what happens when she goes back up to 76. If Mm -hmm. she can pull a 600 total at 69. Oh yeah. It'd be so incredible to see what she can do at her like normal weight class yeah which i know she doesn't tend to go back up to that yeah she did say that at the end of like her interview Mm -hmm. at the end i think another notable aspect to her is that she was a wild card i know and um so if you guys don't know evie was a wild card last year when she won the sheffield and she came out of nowhere cut down which is also interesting. She also cut down a I know. class, was the wild card, and won, and then ended up taking away the win. I know. And this is a very similar thing with Agatha. Wild card, cut away class, came with the win. It's Nobody knows what to expect with that weight class. When people come through, gaining mm-hmm. so much strength or, like, upholding their strength, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, with her, just her – so many com- – such a combination of things because – not only is she like so young, 21, still a junior, um, you know, is representing her country at the highest of calibers. This is her first nine for nine meet. And she showed out and hit her best meet total um, raw. She has done a quip. So like that's separate, but um, at a 69, she's done her the best she's ever done comparative to her 76. So if she like, I don't, if she takes away from this meet, like how beneficial it was to go and hit and make all of her lifts. Like, can you imagine every, she hits every single lift on that platform as a 76, exactly what you're saying. Her total is just going to fly up. And like, you look at her physique too, as a 69 and it's like, like looking at Evie as a 52 and, and Agatha is a 69 like both of them had to cut into the class that they are but there's definitely a drastic difference between like the um it looks like the ability to stay there now it sounds like Agatha is looking to go up but it also shows that she has room to like continue to put that muscle and everything on and and build out 76 it's not like she's already filled it out and kind of cut down even yeah like she could theoretically just based on how she like looks could probably be a comfortable 69 but you know i love food too so yeah and it sounds like uh, her reasoning was talking about like she has unfinished business there which given the fact that she is so young that you you can't argue with that she's gonna be competitive either way yes and i mean in this class she took the bench world record the deadlift world record 
and the total world record and walked away with like 50,000 USD and competed with the Wild. best of the best, like best of the best. That's kind of like, she kind of did her business in 69. Mm. So I don't blame her for wanting to jump yeah. up the weight class and take another. For those of you that don't know, she benched, what did she bench? 100, was it 157 or 152? A, um, oh, wait, I have it up. <laughs> I don't know why I'm asking. It was 154. 154. She benched 154 kilos, which is roughly 339. Yeah. Juliana's like showing me the mouthing the number to me. <laughs> um, it was 339, which is crazy. That's more than I've squatted and prepped so far. Wow. That's wild. It was, to when, think you, about. It was when you put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's like incredible. I mean, she holds the bench world record in 69, 76, and 84. Uh, she's technically tied. So I think somebody else hit it first and then she might have like, she's placed second with it, but it's the same weight. So she's hit it. So she basically holds the bench world record in three different classes, which I'm not sure if there is another uh, female competitor that can say the same at this moment in time. But I know Tiffany Champone holds world records in multiple classes um and a few others I Leah believe. did Leah had a few squats in 63 and, and 69 yeah so this the 69 battle this year is something I don't know especially considering how far they put they pushed the world record up or Agatha pushed the world record up I don't know and if we're Leah gonna see this one. again yeah I think this was probably the biggest battle that we're gonna see in a while because we were me and juliana were talking about this earlier Mm -hmm. like sheffield is only going to get tighter and like tighter as it goes because there's only so much space between like you saw them the men's which we'll talk about later Mm -hmm. they didn't have as big of a battle because there wasn't as much room for them to add kilos to the record and when you say as big as of a battle more so in like as wide of a spanned of the world record yeah. that can be kind there of There are still like battles for first and everything, yeah. and they had their own aspect. But we're looking at, like, we're looking at the women, the 69s, were mm-hmm. had 105% yeah. of the world of the world record, while the men were looking at more 90, 97 to 100%. Yeah. Maybe 109. 109%. Was Agatha's. It was, the range was between... Um, 97.28%, which was Naomi, sorry, Noemi Aliber. And then the top contender with 109.29 was Agatha Shiko. And so that range is just over, you know, 10% like of a range there. And then with the men's, it was ranging from, um, 94.5% with Tony Clift and, um, with Gustav Hedlund, who was the winner, it was a hundred point seven. So that's like a five ish percent range, a lot yeah. smaller than what the women had. Yeah. And a lot of the men were, I might be wrong, but they were adding 0.5 kilos, maybe one kilo. The women like Leah blew the squat 13 total. kilos between the previous world record built onto the new one that's the one i just believe i think it was 13 because i think the record was two i thought it was 212 oh it might be or it was like 211 and a half so it was like 12 and a half 13 maybe mm-hmm. 14 but um 
anyway, that's a huge amount of kilos mm-hmm. to to ha- to like break a world record. Yeah, and honestly, the third uh, sixty nine Corolla Gara from Italy put up a immense fight there. Um, she came in. If you look at the subtotals, um, so subtotal just means the what the total is going into your deadlift because deadlift's like the last one. Um, so sometimes you'll have people that are what they call subtotal specialists, meaning that their um, squat and bench kind of make up the largest or the best portion of their total and their deadlift may not add as much. Whereas you might also hear individuals be referred to as deadlift specialists where their subtotal might not make up as much as it could, but their deadlift is like huge or adds a lot um, to it. Uh, Individuals that I think about with um, adding a lot with their deadlift. uh, Do you have one to mind? No, I was just going to, I was going to say a different point. I was thinking of something. It was connected, but. A lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the, 74 kilo men tend to kind of have the uh like big deadlifts kind of reliance on that um one that comes to mind is uh carl johansson um who did compete there but just overall that type of thing so my point with all this being that uh corolla had the best subtotal she had a subtotal of 370 kilos going into deadlifts, whereas um, Leah had 347.5 and, and Agatha had 351.5. Which, on that note, I think all th- this was an interesting competition because all three of those had a different strength. Yes. Leah was squat, mm-hmm. Agatha was bench, and then, um, wait, no, no, they all had different strength. Whereas, yeah. uh, Corolla's strongest was squat bench. bench. Yeah, squat, squat bench. bench. So the total Leah's Leah's was Leah's was a uh, squat deadlift. Yes, and I know what I'm. She's mouthing the words over here for me. No, I, I think just, she's just I'm excited. Just agreeing. I'm um, just and then um, Agatha was bench deadlift. Like she mm-hmm. she was first to squat, but last to deadlift, last to bench. Yes, um, which is very it's very interesting because usually you don't see bench making up as much much of the total as it did but for this it did absolutely it mattered a lot but yep. then corolla and uh i know corolla and leah have had a bit of a battle going on of mm-hmm. their own for the past couple years um mm-hmm. and they they've both i think won a couple lost a couple yeah so. and corolla has a strong bench she was definitely putting up a fight on um the bench world record with uh with Agatha, so yeah, she when, did one fifty. Yeah, when Agatha when Agatha took um, one forty six as her opener, which I believe was the world record uh, for her second Corolla, went ahead and chipped it, so one forty six and a half. And then Agatha did one fifty two, and I think at that point Corolla was probably like, okay, that like you know you can only push so far, and um, took the one fifty, but she did chip it for a time being um so she definitely put up a fantastic fight uh finished out uh taking third taking home nearly 10 grand uh 875 euros um but yes it definitely is she's the first she was 
had the best subtotal of the 69 women, but she was the first to deadlift, which meant that she was the first to finish too. So that is certainly has its disadvantages because regardless to what you do, your other competitors can come in and, um, you know, if they make their lifts, you can come in and kind of sweep it out uh, and get it at the end. It should be mentioned that she did um, end up missing her last deadlift, which played a role in some of the numbers that were chosen at the end. But even if she did hit that deadlift there, you know, we're at that point, you can start saying everything could be theoretical. So um, definitely a great fight put up by Corolla Garber. Yep. That one was really, I think another notable thing, um, especially in the squats was um, Sonita and her 305 kilo squat, which is the first time a woman's ever hit that in the IPF, I believe. That was so wild. And the thing was, when we were all watching this, she hit 270. We were like, oh, wow. Like, I forget, I didn't do the scouting, but um, someone we were with was talking about it. And I think they said they saw her do 280 by two or something like that. Yeah. And so I don't know. Just- I mean, I've seen her now do 301 and 295, both in her prep. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if that was originally on her page because I didn't scout for her. Okay. But it is now. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. No. It. Well, anyways, just seeing how fast 270 moved and then 290 and a half, like, it's really rare. Sorry. No, go ahead. It's go really ahead. rare for like a woman to jump 20 kilos on yeah. squat too. Mm-hmm. I continue. mean, I mean, even Brittany Schlater didn't do that. It was 15 kilos and then seven and a half, which are, you know, great jumps. I'm, yeah. There's no criticism there, but um, you can see even comparatively l- taking a look at the men, like um, Gustav took a 15 kilo jump from first to second on squat. And then, uh, second to third took a 10 or where you really start to see the big ones are, you know, 330 Tony Cliff did and then 350 and then he only took a five from there. So yes, yeah, seeing a, specifically a woman taking 20 kilo jump. Crazy. And, and I'm looking at this. So good. I know I'm looking at this and she didn't squat. Like she, she didn't squat much less than some of them, some of the men in there too. No, for real. Which is crazy. It moved, it moved really well too. Yeah. And I think also what was really interesting is it, like, I know, well, it, it seems like Sunita and Brittany are good friends and mm-hmm. get along really well. Um, but definitely have, because both being 84 plus uh, competitors have a little bit of battle there seeing like how they both do. And it was really interesting how both of them actually ended up missing their first deadlifts. That was really interesting. And it was both. Very, it was both more technical. Technical, yeah. Issues. I think they uh, both Sonita fell like kind of off balance, and mm-hmm. then um, I believe Brittany just Put dropped it, it too fast, just yeah. missed the down command, yeah. So, you know, easy stuff to clean up, but you know, that can shake people up having like missed something as an opener. I know it's shaken me up before, yeah. but both of them went on to get two out of or the, the second and their third deadlifts, and just you know, mad props to them. It was really cool to watch all of those competitors. I think Sunita ended up taking sixth with um, Brittany taking fifth. So they were like right there, neck and neck together. Um, Literally being off by 0.2%. 
somewhere in there. I think it came down to the fact that Sonita missed her third bench and Brittany hit hers. Yeah. So, so. another another recommendation for, hey, sometimes it's just about hitting the lifts. Yeah. As Matt Gary says, you have three um, or you have nine bullets in your gun. Make sure you use all of them kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a great class to see a part of this too. Um, I was also going to bring up Amanda Lawrence, which was a really interesting like performance for Amanda. Yeah. I felt like um, she ended up missing her thirds on squat and deadlift and took 11th, which I don't think anybody like, really predicted there i don't think so either i remember us talking about the fact that she probably was gonna miss her thirds Mm -hmm. um just because we knew she was gonna try and go for the record yeah for her second attempts on both of those um i was kind of surprised she took her third squat Mm -hmm. at all just because i i think so just because her second was moved very interestingly or maybe not that much but like more so like the jump she took Mm -hmm. was a bigger jump but um then i think she had in her right i think it's interesting too and um so being how sheffield is scored it's based off of the percent of the world record well when you're the one so she set that world record that is her world record that i'm pretty sure she set last year at sheffield and i could be incorrect there but it's her world record that she's like up against like there's not a lot of room there's not a lot of room and so i yeah i just um i think last year she took uh fourth i don't have that written down in my notes um but it was really interesting to see how she ended up performing day of and what was all like decided um yeah as such yeah she did take fourth last year um, and I mean, like, it's interesting to think about because she, being the fact that she was breaking her own records, mm-hmm. um, like, previously that's adding 0.5 kilo or more is very impressive to beat your own record. But the fact that this is based off of, like, adding so much to mm-hmm. your total, um, it's a whole different ballgame. Uh, so last year she did at Sheffield, t- two, or at Sheffield 2023, she did 645. And this year she did 647. It's not even like, like as a total, it's not even like she didn't push the world record. It's yeah. just not pushing the world record nearly as much as some, you know, Agatha who can cut down and push it 10%. You know, that it, it's like, that's yeah. crazy. And it's the, well, her, but the bench record I think was hers to break. Well, who was break? But yeah, she was um, losing word capacity. It's okay. It's okay. We can we can keep moving with that. We were just kind of interested in Amanda there a little bit. Um, something else that was kind of surprising slash um, we were we were upset to see was when Natalie missed her last deadlift. That was heartbreaking. It was one of those moments because she. Had it locked out, basically. Boom. Just, yeah. I feel like there was a lot of that mm-hmm. uh, grip issues that day, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her and Jade seem to be like John. one, or excuse me, yes, Jad Jacob uh, seem very 1v1 at the moment. Um, I and, think they are 1v1. They, yeah. um, they've both won one now. Natalie beat Jad mm-hmm. in a previous competition, um, Baby Worlds. And yep. so Jad took her now. So there's probably going to be a third to see who takes that. Yeah. So, so that'll be interesting. Worlds, uh, 
in Lithuania will be very interesting very and exciting interesting. to watch. Um, so we won't go too much into those otherwise, uh, but definitely a battle to be on the lookout for. And something that we kind of uh, skated over, but should be mentioned is that in the, so of the women's class, only two competitors went nine for nine. And the two competitors who went nine for nine are the two winners. So the, as the Europeans would say, the champion and the vice champion. Like This one was all about making attempts. Yes, truly. And I think Agata and Leah both did a phenomenal job. All of the competitors did. But going that nine for nine certainly is like, is vital in this type of competition which is not easy to say when you're like going for world records i mean (laughs) there's a lot on the line um and my last point that i thought was really interesting in the female class is last year naomi alabert took second this year she took 11th and then last year agatha took 11th and this year she took first yeah, it's very interesting how all of this plays out because a lot of the big contenders from previous years mm-hmm. are way further down. Yeah, like Evie, Evie was top in the in, top in everything last year. And now she was fourth, which is still like which she's is just still, off podium, which you is know? still very impressive. But I think people saw her coming more. Yeah, now that they knew that she had the could cut down to fifty two and do so well, so. I think that begs the question, do we think that for nationals or, or excuse me, for worlds, do we think she'll try to move back up or do we think she's still going to try to be at, um, has she been competing consistently in 52 for all the major I believe so. Um, let me double check her information, but I mean, this would be a prime time for her to bump back up again. Yeah, I mean, then she's going back against, you know, um, people like, you know, uh, Natalie and Jod. So it might not, like, really make sense competition-wise, but um, I do think if she she has put, like, weight on her total uh, across, like, the time as a 52, so it would be interesting to see her kind of continue with that. It's just, like, you know will it be sustainable for her for yeah. sure um but i guess we will find out hopefully we'll see um evie back at uh back at sheffield next year but i think that you had a great segue into the men's division talking about how a lot of the ones that were up high turned out to be uh lower on the totem pole this time around yeah. uh looking at our podium we had uh, number, uh, first place going to Gustav Hedlund from Sweden. Another wild card. Another wild card. Well, he was... No, he, no, Gavin was a wild card. Yeah, Gavin was a wild card. Excuse me. So Gustav was uh, an invite. I forget if it was the second or third round, but based off of taking second at Worlds and having uh, above a 95% of the world record. So he was more of like an underdog. He wasn't quite a wild card, but definitely more of an underdog um and or excuse me he placed 90 or he lifted 99% of the world record at worlds last year taking second so that's where his invite kind of came from so he took first place um with a total of 
8.95. It looked like he had room in the tank too hit that 900. So we don't, the, this 93 class is definitely still growing. Um, second place again, went to Jonathan Kaiko. Uh, he got the bench world record, really the area of kind of like surprise with him was having his second attempt on squats overturned. Yeah. I think that, um, killed a lot of the momentum going into his third although i think he was still aiming to hit around there right yeah he, around 300 kilos he yeah so he ended up for his second i forget what it, it was 297 and 297 and a half they missed and then he ended off on 300 is that right oh uh, yeah yeah so like definitely was close there i believe it was overturned due to depth yes so you know he he came back had an eight for nine day, even after kind of having that technicality of um, having the overturned uh, second squat to having an, a eight ninety three kilo total, just two kilos less than Gustav. Um, so it kind of came down to just who had the bigger deadlift there. And it seemed like Gustav had some left in the tank too, if it was needed. Um yeah, so those are two of our representatives from 93. For our third place was Delaney Wallace, which was really interesting. He had took Russ's world record total in 83 kilos, which we'll see if Russell or he will be back to try to reclaim that or as as possibly predicted if he's going to move up to 93. Um that could be that could be interesting. For he's sure. been saying he's going to move up to 93 for a while, though. Correct? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're kind of like taking everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think, honestly, so Kaiko took second last year and this year. So consistency, which we all know Jonathan Kaiko is the man of consistency. Yeah. Uh, I think the term is there are three things in life like or yeah three things in life like uh something taxes and then jonathan kaiko getting his lifts like something like that is what matt gary says and he did pull um, through with um, he did his three that th- last 300 squat even after being a little shaken up so yeah it saved him too because otherwise he would have been way behind on some things which unfortunately happened to another competitor which we'll get to soon um Something I thought was interesting was no none of the men went nine for nine. Um, and as we talked about with the women, going nine for nine was kind of critical yeah. to placement. I will say Gustav's uh, call on his bench, so he missed a bench, was on a technicality. So I believe he racked it too soon. Mm. So, you know, an easier fix. But still, nobody went nine for nine there. Um, were there any other like areas of interest with the men that you thought Um, popped out? I know it was interesting to see Jesus, um, get so far low on the pole. He was first last year, I believe. I think everyone had him pinned for first again. I think it first, was first, second, third. I yeah. heard him in the podium for sure. Um, I think it was a situation with Amanda where he was a lot of it was him trying to break his own records besides the squat, which he was breaking Ray Williams' mm-hmm. um, previous record, which he did end up breaking. 
Yeah, I, but a lot of it probably came down to the fact that so many were missed. Yeah. There were a lot of missed attempts. He went five for nine. Um, He missed his second and third bench, both at 275. And then he missed his opener deadlift, took 380 again. So it was 380, and then he took 380. What did he miss his opener deadlift on? Do you remember? Um, I wasn't watching that one. I... Don't remember if it was strength or if it he put it down too quick. Um, I'd have to look back, but uh, lifting cast shows all yellow cards, so I'm thinking like jumping command. Okay. Because um, whether he missed it on strength versus just a, like a jump, putting it down too soon mm-hmm. would make that jumping, doing 380, taking 380 again, a very interesting yeah decision. I mean, but then from so he got 380, it was good. And then he went for the win. He pulled for first place, which was jumping 50 kilos. And, you know, I was obviously, I'm not a part of that decision process, nothing like that. But I do think, um, unless they like were sure that he had that, that's a, that's a risky one. Cause even risky. if he put 10 more kilos on his total, that probably could have bumped him up a couple places which could lead to additional money so you know uh he's the last one to pull so kind of makes his decision that day but uh just something that i thought was very interesting there was a very Um, interesting decision he he didn't his third one didn't really even break his knees no didn't go past his shins really so it was a very and i think the most he pulled in prep that i've seen was 426 426 yeah Yeah. so and even then i believe if we're talking about the same video there was some question about his knees yeah which um when it comes to some of the uh heavier weight classes that can be more commonly of an issue is just like having um you're pulling it off the ground having additional support from the knees or the knees kind of being soft shoulders being soft a little bit harder to see um but yeah, that certainly was disappointing to see him go five for nine. Um, I was actually really interested in how Gavin finally took the world record on squat. <laughs> um, he, uh, he, had a good, he had a good day. Yeah, he had a, he had a really good day. Um, I think that he definitely deserved the fourth place, like being up there with those guys and um, like putting his best effort forward like i think certainly going eight for nine only missed one bench like great day there and he finally got that third squat so hopefully you know enjoying that high from getting that squat but yeah that was cool to see um and something else that was kind of ironic is delaney was fourth last year third this year and then gavin was fourth this year and third last year so they yeah. almost like swapped they places swapped a little. um but yeah i i think that um we definitely will see some more like fights at or not literal fights but um competitions at worlds in lithuania with tim yeah. and carl probably will run it back again because now i believe they both have won because carl won worlds in 2023 in malta and then tim placed higher than carl 
at um, Sheffield, Tim also took both the squat and the deadlift world record in the 74 kilo class. So I'm sure we'll see Tim and Carl run it back again at um, worlds in Lithuania. Um, But yeah, those are kind of the, I thought the big uh, male area. I mean, I'll just note there was only three third deadlifts made in the men. Oh, that's a good out of out of all of them, only three made thirds, which is very interesting. I know I was yeah, I didn't even catch that. I was listening to I think a TSG thing about how for most things, the more competitive you get, the mm-hmm. higher percentage of making a lift is. Yeah, except for deadlifts. Yes. deadlifts it drops because so many more more competitive athletes like will pull to win or like mm-hmm. pull to place. And I think that a lot of that's probably what we saw in this. But yeah, the only people that made their thirds were Gustav, Jonathan Keiko, and Gavin. So the wow, yeah, top, the top four. Yeah, and then Delaney missed his third deadlift, but he already had that placing. Yeah. On. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah. that's a great point. I totally didn't even see that. I think it would also be super interesting if this would be even possible is looking at everybody who competed at this type of meet and who their game day coach was, Yeah, the, how they made their decisions, kind of like having an interview style of research. That would be I very would love informative. To hear that. I would love to hear everyone's attempt selection decisions. It, it's so interesting because I think um, especially here where you're, you know, for every world record that they break, they get 5,000 pounds or five yeah. grand ish. And that like, you know, you're factoring in, okay, well, do I care more about placing higher and possibly getting like a larger cut initially, or do I care more about getting that world record? Like there's a lot that's playing into yeah. that. We were about halfway through Sheffield and already 20 records had been broken. Yeah. So, um, so we're th- only going to see it continue too. It's crazy. Um. So as we kind of, so we talked about the, both the women and the men individually. Is there any other points that you can think of? Samantha? Mm-hmm. Nope. Feeling good there. Um, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I I I thought it would be helpful slash interesting to add like how different this one was from last year. So I know you didn't watch last year's. Or, no, I didn't. Yeah, so I watched last year's. Um, so I can only like speak to that. But last year's definitely was super exciting, super hyped up. But let me just say the production on this year's live stream was next level. I, other than a few like blackouts, which Pete Spence has said on his story that that was like a cable issue, whatever, those were very short lived, but I thought the production was awesome. Yeah. You could hear the audience a little bit. It was pristine. Yeah. You could hear, um, it seemed like Joe Whiteley and, um, Ryan Lapidat were the, uh, live stream commentators and they did an awesome job as they normally do. Um, but yeah, just, it looked phenomenal. It made me like, I already wanted to go, but it made me want to be there even more (laughs) next year. Um, I also thought it was really interesting that Taylor Atwood was on the media team. That was really interesting. Yes. Um, funny seeing him there. (laughs) I know it was, it was one of those where I saw, I think it was a, 
someone what are you on, doing here? Yeah, one, <laughs> someone on Instagram had like a photo with like his banner or something in the background, and I was, and it said like Sheffield 2024, and I was like, wait a minute, like, like he's not, he's not competing though. Yeah. And then they had him on the media team, I believe, alongside Amelia Potter, and I, I really liked, I, I, I'll say that I definitely think those can improve. They have area to improve the interviews, interviews totally yeah. because like, yeah, I definitely think they can have a little more media training. Yeah, definitely. Always areas to improve, but the concept was really cool to see. I, I think they should continue think. it. I definitely, definitely should. I would even say like all running some of the during like you either building up um, with the road to Sheffield stories, like even in the hours before Sheffield, having them playing live or whatever would be super cool. Um, so many awesome things that SVD and um, everybody associated with Sheffield is doing. Something that is interesting too is Sheffield runs every 11 months, it seems like right now. So they just announced that Sheffield 2025 is going to be in January, I think January 26th. And, and it's pink. It's pink, which so I thought fun. was so fun. So fun um, for the girly pops. For sure. A uh, little bit of a grunge pink theme going on. Mm. It looked fun. Um, I also am really excited to see, especially from the U.S., all the people that are coming over from the USAPL. And they don't have fight for it. They don't have people picked yet right that's no. decided so yeah so the 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 order is the only people that automatically have invites are gustav and agatha because okay. they won okay so everything else is up to whoever comes over and what they hit at worlds, at worlds. so in march we have powerlifting america nationals um which will help which will basically show who's likely going to be heading the worlds and then you know, worlds will kind of be the telling story for the rest. But I, I think we're going to have some big names. Um, Jessica Espinal has already done 60 or excuse me, 96% of the world record in the 47 kilo class. So I think Tiffany Champone is going to have a run for her money yeah. um, at worlds for sure. And Jessica took second at worlds this year, but she's, she's gaining strength. I yeah. have no doubt in her. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, and then for the men's side, looking at uh, obviously Austin Perkins and Russ- Russell Orhe, uh looking at coming back. And most um, of them are on the Powerlifting America Nationals roster. That probably means that more people will probably watch next year because Russ, Russ is a big, big name. There's There was... By today... So this is on Sunday. By today, there were 260 thousand views of that live stream which you know for powerlifting is crazy if you compare that to christian or my boyfriend will show me league of legends like streams and stuff and at any one time they'll have something like that yeah or they'll have co-streams where like they're actually streaming it and then there will be like uh streamers that will also like have basically have them also watching it and you're watching them watch it kind of thing and give the response so almost like this podcast if we were doing it live with the stream um but yeah so so much promise here i think that this is a great event and if we can keep this type of thing like rolling powerlifting is only going to grow um but outside of those two names i think um wascar carpio is going to have a fire lit 
he wants that Sheffield, um, especially being with his weight class, 59 kilo. So in the contention with his weight class um, is that the, the current world record was set by somebody that got popped Uh for uh, like, I don't know, PEDs or whatever. So that's kind of like, it still stands, but he seems close looking at his training recently. He, he seems on the up and I'm really excited to see him kind of come in and see how everything goes at, uh, powerlifting American nationals as well as worlds. Um, and I would be as to end us off, to end us off. I cannot help but mention Celine Crum, who already seems like she's extremely close to 95% of the 63 world record. Do we have any 63s this year? Um, this past year? No. Cause, cause reason being is the 69 kilo class was so like the record was so low that it only made sense to kind of eat up into yeah. it and use that record to your advantage. That's but now that we're not doing that anymore and Celine Crum is a 63 like i she could come in yeah i could definitely see her coming in and us having a lot of usa representatives at sheffield that would be cool there was a lot of france this year yes france and us um quite a quite quite a mix quite a mix we did have a mix um but yeah that was kind of that was sheffield yeah Um, as for us we're two weeks out now yep um Juliana is not on the calendar yet, so she'll she'll get there eventually. Uh, we True. both had a lot better weeks this week, mm-hmm. just as a mini update. Um, peak week this week, so maybe you'll hear a little bit about that next Sunday. Yeah. Well, Monday for you. Honestly, my head was so wrapped around Sheffield that I kind of forgot that I was I, even competing. Yeah, I know. She did. That's why I was like, I feel like we should update them on our training. True. Well. I just jumped right in. <laughs> I was so excited. You guys, like, I love powerlifting to my core that I was like off my chair looking at the screen yelling at the screen like I'm so excited just for everything yeah it's fun yeah oddly enough she's not that excited about her own meat though (laughs) I I never said I wasn't excited it's it's just not I'm not I I've been powerlifting for so many years that like, yes, I'm still excited about it, but, like, honestly, I get so much more thrill out of, like, being a coach and getting to, like, support everybody else that, like, yes, I'm going in and I'm looking forward to capping my, or excuse me, um, you know, beating my own lifts. But outside of that, like, I'm excited to lift with Savannah. I'm excited to um, have a whole team behind us. We have two other uh, Fortitudo athletes, which are helping handle us. And then um, one other athlete. And I just, I feel grateful that we can have that type of support and come out and build it. So it'll be a good time, but we both feel good so far. Two weeks out. (laughs) Sheffield really, this inspired us. Yes. Lit a fire. Lit a fire. We're feeling good. i I won't get there, but maybe in my second life. <laughs> in our next life. In our next lives. If we don't become cats, right? So I better become a cat. Honestly. Well, anyways, thanks guys for listening in to our little recap of Sheffield. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and leave a comment or a five-star rating below. 
um, if you want to reach out and kind of discuss Sheffield or literally anything else um, any further, feel free to follow us on Instagram, Juliana King underscore Savvy underscore lifts. And we will talk to you all next Monday.